Thanks continues. Valni secha shibuchol yomimano. Valni flo secha v'tov secha shibuchol eis. Erev v'avokir v'tzaraim. Alni secha on your miracles that are every day with us, and on your wonders and goodness of each time. Erev v'avokir v'tzaraim. I always learned that the idea of nisecha was not reveal miracles, which we're not zohatu every day, but it's the nisinist term. It's the hidden miracles. And I saw that Ravar Feldman Shlita assumes the same way. Now, if that's true, let's think about it. We said such already, if you're following, in Magen Yishenu. Magen Yishenu means you weren't, uh, remember the diak? Magen Yishenu, you're the shield of our salvation. But we're not saying the salvation itself, because salvation would imply the revealed miracle, but you're the shield which makes the salvation happen in a nistar way, as like an Achashverosh. So we got this idea across, didn't we? So I think that's not difficult at all because we're referring to different types of Nisim Nistarm. Yes, there are Nisim Nistarm, like in Purim, let's call them major Nisim Nistarm, which changed the fate of the whole Jewish people, and everything was going one way, and the Nisim Nistarm of Purim made it go another way, and that's why really Purim is such a memorable story. But besides that, there's Nisach HaShvachoyamimonu, the Nisim Nistarm, the hidden miracles you make for us every day, making the bus, uh, um, the Parnassah comes through, Parnassah doesn't come through, right? All those things are Nisan the Star. And by the way, as I just referred to a little um, jokingly, but it's not a joke, we think the Nisan the Star is when things work out for us. Or if it doesn't work out, well, we didn't make the plane, but then it crashed. What about everybody else, by the way? Okay, but no, the Nisan the Star is also the Hashgacha, which is causing us things not to work out, which of course also for our greatest benefit, for reasons sometimes that we know in this world, and sometimes we don't know in this world, right? So that's Nisecha, but we know that Hashem is guiding our life all the time, and this is just really what we're saying, and your wondrous things. What wondrous things are we referring to? So there are probably different ways to learn this for sure, but Rabbi Ram ben Agro brings us back to uh, the Brachas of Yotzer, just if, right after... Just a little bit before we say, Baruch HaTashem Yotzer HaMa'oros. Welcome to check back there in your Siddurim. And we say, Matzmiach Yishuaz Borei Rufus Norasios Adon HaNiflos HaMechadish Betu B'choyam Tamim HaSebrashis. The master of wonders that redoes every day, all the time, HaSebrashis. And he connects those two terms. The Adon HaNiflos, the master of wonders in what? In the fact that you're that you recreate the world all the time. I'll read it to you. The flosecha who mashikasov mashikasov earlier adon in a quote adon of flos hamechadish betuvo choyim tami masabrachus liot erv voker v'tzaraim. And then he says something a little kabbalistic, which I don't know what that means. Vehein hanagas olamav merkava kiedu. That's the world of merkava. Rego vihu acher chatzos alayla. Okay, putting aside that last phrase, which it could be we can and maybe I'm misunderstanding which is always a possibility, especially when someone speaks on that level. But I think the idea on a simple level is that Hashem is recreating the world all the time, as Nefesh Chaim speaks about um, in that same bracha of that God didn't create the world once, He's really recreating the world all the time. In fact, I believe the Balatanya asks somewhere that why do we make a big deal about Rosh Hashanah? The world is being recreated all the time, which is really a wondrous thing, right? It means the, the, way, uh, the, the way it works is like this. Not that Hashem created the world one time and now it's set. It's really that the world is being recreated all the time, right? 
And that's what's happening. And if Hashem's power and influence wouldn't be there all the time, the world would cease to exist. God doesn't have to, my understanding is, God doesn't have to say, I don't want the world to exist. God has to say, I have to stop wanting the world to exist. Now, when we look at a world that's so set in Kabul, it's hard for us to understand this. But I'll just draw a little bit from a, from a biology book that I'm reading actually now. A wonderful book. It says, and the person is not a Maimon, I should say. At the beginning, he has no vested interest. Unfortunately, it's strange to me that he doesn't believe, but he brings a lot of interesting facts down. Um, and he says that you could take all the greatest minds in the world and all of history and put them all in one room and they couldn't create one cell. That's what he said in one place. Another place he says that all the chemicals that make up a cell, you could get all of those chemicals and the right thing and have no idea that how do they suddenly burst into life as a cell, one cell. We have seven trillion or whatever it is, cells in our body, a cell. Right? One cell is made up of lots and lots of chemicals, but there's something which makes it alive. And science doesn't, he says, science does not understand what makes the cell, what makes suddenly all of these chemicals come alive. Right? You, you mix lots and lots of chemicals, you get a lot of chemical reactions, you can blow yourself up, right? but you don't make life. Everybody knows that intuitively, right? And anybody who has any knowledge of the history of science knows that that doesn't happen, right? Maybe in a movie it happens, but it doesn't happen in real life. Oh, well, we'll put all this stuff together. But just take, you know, figure out all the elements of a cell, take them apart, put them back together, right? And now they'll just sit in the Petri dish forever. And yet we have life. So that, that, that gives, you know, I think those types of thoughts give room. Like what, what really keeps everything, holds everything together? It's the oral key, you know, in Hasidus for sure. We say it's the oral key, it's the light of, of, of Hashem, which is in, inside everything, which is somehow uh, somehow keeping going. So that, I think, is the idea of al-niflosef. And that's niflos, that's, that's a niflo, that's a pella, that's a wondrous thing. The wondrous things that's, that's, that's surrounding us all the time. Val-tobosecha, and your tobos, your gutas, v'choles. Right? What are those tobos? I'm not sure why it was needed to say, but the Rav ben brings from Sefer Yitzhira, an early... Um, Kabbalistic work, um, which I do not know, but I just did check it for this. He says, these seven, I'll read to you what he says. Heim hashiva, what are the goodness? Heim hashiva shechashiv v'sefi yitzira. So, why not looking up? So, I checked it, you know, not hard to find these things today. You don't have to go to the Kabbalistic library. Uh, and I checked it. So, what are the seven? The seven are chayim, v'shalom, life, peace, chachma, wisdom, osher, wealth, chayim, which is like grace, if you will, zera, children, the ability to have children, etc., and power. Those are the seven tovas that we're referring to here. So, thank you for the niflos, thank you for the wondrous world we live in, which is recreating itself all the time. And thank you for the goodness, these seven things which we have in our life. person has wealth, that's a tremendous tova, right? You can buy what you want to do, hopefully not get stuck in it, not get lost in it, not overindulge. Right, not not go on too many vacations, not buy too many clothes, not have to have food that's over the top, not have to have musicians that are over the top at our weddings. No, but Osher, oh, Osher's oh, a great thing. Zara's of course a great thing. The ability to recreate, what could be better than that? A person has a sense, touched an infinity. Chaim, Chaim doesn't Shalom. So those are the seven: Chaim, Shalom, Chachma, Osher, Chain, Zara, Mem Shalom. Finally, for this session, we have Arab of Avokir Vitzharaim. Now, there's a question which is, why are we referring to Erev Vavokir at Sarayim? Right, we just said B'cholais all the time. So what's morning, uh, night, morning, and afternoon? We just said that already. Shibacholais. So what's that necessary? So the two ways to learn it. Some learn it, it seems to be, as is normally assumed, it's a continuation. 
Erev Boker B'tzarayim. And, you know, it doesn't seem they're so bothered by the question, by the repeat. But some, because of the repeat, learn that we're not, this is not a continuation, friends. It's going back on the modim. Modim anachnulach, yeah? We will thank you on all of this, right? I would say like a big comma. And when will we thank you? We will thank you for all that. Erev Vavokir Vitzarayim. Okay, so those are two pshatim um, in what Erev Vavokir Vitzarayim is doing. Either it's a continuation, and there's just, that's how I had always learned, but I saw, I think that, uh, I saw a few that learned the other way. I think maybe the, uh, the Tua Shor, and, um, and um, another Achron, maybe the Ksavit Kabbalah, but some great Achronim learn that it is in fact going back on the Maisa Hoda. In our next episode, we will finish up with Hatokilo Cholorachamecha. We'll finish up Modim, which has been so amazing, taking us a long time, but it's worthwhile uh, all the time that Modim has taken us.